Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery program, and I don't claim to speak for any 12-step fellowship. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 113. Boundaries without consequences aren't really boundaries. They're hopes and wishes. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to support it, please check me out on Patreon. If you're not familiar, Patreon is a platform created by creators for creators that allows them to be supported and rewarded for their work by their fans and followers. You can find me at patreon.com slash higher power coaching. I really just did not have boundaries before I came into recovery. And recovery is what taught me how to have boundaries. When people ask me what what part of recovery taught me that, I'm like, it really, it was all of it. It was all the different things I learned, all the many, many changes I made in my life because of recovery resulted in me having healthy boundaries. If you want to hear more about some of the ways recovery taught me to have boundaries by enforcing them from the outside in first, I talk about that in episode 107, the importance of boundaries in recovery, learning from the outside in. Anyway, you may have heard me say before that the core of me being able to establish and maintain healthy boundaries is that I came to care more what I think of me than what others do. You may have also heard me say that if I were to boil all of recovery down into one thing, it's about learning how to love yourself. The process of recovery teaches us to love ourselves and take care of ourselves like mature adults. When you can do that, then you can have healthy boundaries. In fact, having healthy boundaries is one of the primary ways we love ourselves. We clarify for ourselves who we are, what we like and don't like, what we're willing to put up with, and what's over the limit. So what I want to talk about today is the idea of consequences, because some people think if I just set a boundary, that's all I have to do, like it's an invisible dog fence. I don't have to do anything further. And I'm here to tell you that if you set a boundary and you don't set consequences, then it's not really a boundary. It's just a hope or a wish. What's kind of ironic is that when we set boundaries for ourselves, with ourselves, and don't honor them, we actually receive natural consequences. And I hadn't really ever thought about that before until somebody asked me in a workshop once, what are the consequences when I don't honor the boundaries for myself? So I want to tackle that one first, um, and then I'll talk about boundaries we set with others. Your consequences for not honoring a boundary you set for yourself are the natural consequences of not honoring that boundary. That is the shitty stuff that you keep experiencing from not honoring your own boundaries. Well, you keep on getting the shittiness. So if you tell yourself, I'm going to stop eating the entire bag of potato chips 
and you continue to eat the entire bag of potato chips, then your consequences are you get the physical feeling of ingesting an entire bag of potato chips. You get the health consequences of ingesting an entire bag of potato chips probably over and over and over again. And you get the emotional feelings, which might include being disappointed in yourself, not showing up for yourself, and feeling like you can't trust yourself to take care of yourself. And that sucks. It might not feel like consequences because it's what you've been experiencing all along, but it is consequences or they are consequences because your current life is the result of the boundaries you've either set or not set so far. All right, now I'm gonna talk about consequences for other people who don't honor our boundaries. One of the most popular myths I hear from clients about boundaries is that they think we set boundaries for other people. That if they set boundaries, they will somehow be able to control other people's behavior, and that is not true at all. Boundaries are literally for you. You decide what you want, like, need, will tolerate, etc. Then you decide how you're going to go about getting those things in your life, and you are in charge of that. I use this metaphor in all my coaching, and I'm not sure where I got it, but it's this. A healthy boundary is like having a fence with a gate in it. It's not a wall that's made of brick that nobody can get over. It's flexible and it has a gate in it, which you keep watch over. You're the gatekeeper. And that means you're in charge of the boundary and the property inside the boundary. If somebody is trampling your property, it's because you let them in. The fence is the boundary and that's your property. And then what's inside the fence is also your property. You're in charge of both. You can't farm out that responsibility to someone else and make them be in charge. Only you can manage that. You're your own property manager. You can't subcontract that out to someone else because they're your boundaries. And you can't expect other people to enforce your boundaries for you. If you ask someone to do something and they don't, then what are you going to do about it? What's the consequence if they don't do it? If you're going to do nothing about it, then it's just a wish. It's not a boundary. When I say, what are you going to do about it? I'm talking about consequences. Now, most of the time, the initial consequence is you repeat the boundary. For example, you say, again, I asked you not to do that. I want to take a few moments here to say some things about why people don't honor our boundaries. Now, there are definitely some people out there who are toxic or mentally ill or, you know, they have really horrible boundaries themselves and they're just incapable of honoring people's boundaries. But that's extremely rare. I'll talk about them in a few minutes because we need to deal with them differently than normal people. Mainly, people don't honor our boundaries because we don't give them consequences or we don't even tell them what our boundaries are. We think they should know certain things, which, by the way, that was me before recovery. I didn't know that I thought people should me- read my mind, but subconsciously, that, that's how I was dealing with the world. 
Well, they shouldn't know because they can't read our minds. We have to actually state our boundaries and provide consequences if they don't honor them. If you don't do that, then they're never going to honor your boundaries. However, when you start setting boundaries with regular people and you've never done it before, there could be a whole host of reasons why they don't honor your boundaries. One may be that they simply forgot you set a boundary because you've never been like that before. You've never required that of them before, so they forgot. They're humans who are used to certain patterns of behavior just like you. You're changing your behavior when starting to set boundaries, and hopefully they're also going to change their behavior and start honoring your boundaries. So please cut people some slack when you begin setting boundaries with them. It's new behavior for them, just like it's new for you. When you give people the benefit of the doubt like this, you might try try saying something like, maybe you didn't hear me, or maybe you forgot that I said X. Some people won't honor your boundaries because they don't believe you. They don't believe that you're going to follow through because you've never been like that before. So they need to be reminded that you really are setting this boundary and that you really do expect them to respect it. Some people won't respect your boundaries because they have really poor boundaries themselves. So it's extremely difficult for them to respect yours. Side note, if you have really poor boundaries and let people walk all over you, chances are pretty good that you're also trampling all over other people's boundaries. I know that was the case for me and I was astonished when I realized as I was developing healthy boundaries that I'd been violating other people's boundaries all over the place. So that could be you, just saying. So I encourage you to assume the best of intentions on the part of people who are not honoring your boundaries. Don't assume that they're a jerk or they hate you or they don't respect you. But actually, that's another reason why they might not honor your boundaries. Maybe they don't respect you because you haven't had boundaries before. So you need to teach them to respect your boundaries. And that's really what having boundaries is about. We always teach people how to treat us. And before having healthy boundaries, what we taught them was to treat us however the hell they want, not how we want to be treated. You can teach them differently. Once we decide what our new boundaries are, including how we want to be treated by others, we have to tell them about our boundaries when they don't honor them, which is often the case at first. We set consequences. There are different levels of consequences, and I find it helpful to think of them using the three strikes method. So strike zero is where you just repeat the boundary. For example, if your boundary was, please don't put that there, strike zero would be repeating please don't put that there. If they don't honor that, then you move up to strike one. Strike one is what I like to call the kind and gentle way. It's where you come up with a different way to say what you just said, but it's still kind and gentle. For example, I asked you not to put that there. Strike two is what I call the polite and firm level. If they don't honor strike one, then you move up to this level. For example, 
Perhaps you didn't hear me. I asked you not to put that there. If they don't honor strike two, then it's time to move up to strike three, which is what I call the being a dick level. For example, I said, don't put that there. This is not a hard and fast rule for setting consequences. It's just a framework for you to keep in mind when setting consequences for your boundaries. For the most part, normal people can handle when you set boundaries and eventually they'll come along. But when you're dealing with people who are mentally ill, who have substance use disorders, who are inebriated, who have personality disorders, people who are mired in chaos, they're not capable of honoring boundaries. If that's the case, you may want to get the help of a therapist in dealing with them. It really kind of depends on your relationship with that person and how serious it is. If you're going to set boundaries with those kinds of people or If you're in a situation where someone's life is at stake or something is dangerous or someone just won't take no for an answer or something is just plain wrong, then you pretty much have to be a dick in situations like that. But again, that's rare. Most people are not narcissistic or toxic where you have to be a dick when enforcing your boundary. Most of us don't know how to set boundaries because we weren't taught how to set them, which by the way, if you wanna learn how, I provide private and group coaching on setting boundaries. And if you need help, jump onto my calendar at barbchat.net for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries call. Anyway, we aren't taught how to set boundaries and so many people around us don't have healthy boundaries. And we have all these myths floating around about boundaries, such as they're like walls, not fences, and you have to be cold and bitchy to set boundaries, and that you can't be kind and have boundaries. But that's the opposite of the truth, in fact. Kind people teach others how to treat them. Kind people are not resentful of others for violating their boundaries that they've never voiced. I used to think I was nice, and maybe I was, but I wasn't kind, not when it came to boundaries anyway. Kind is way more important than nice. Kindness is a quality that a person has. Nice is more of a behavior. People can act nice. They can be sweet and nice to your face and then tear you down behind your back. That is not kind. So the kind thing to do is to let people know who you actually are and what is really okay with you and what's not okay, rather than people pleasing them and then bitching about them behind their back because you resent them. It's not kind to bitch about people behind their back. It's not kind to carry around lots of resentment against people because they can't read your mind because you think they should know how to treat you. Here's the thing, if they should know, then they would know. And obviously they don't. So that means you need to teach them. And the way you teach them is by giving consequences. When you're first starting to set boundaries, I suggest thinking through ahead of time, what will be your strike one, two, and three level consequences. That way you'll have them in mind ahead of time and won't have to think so hard when you're in the midst of the situation. 
That's it for today. If you've been finding this podcast helpful, please consider a donation to ensure I can continue. To choose the level of support that feels right to you, go to patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. Please also review it on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe to it on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd really appreciate it and it helps others to find the podcast. Now, if someone in particular came to mind when you listen to this episode, please share it with them. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram at Higher Power Coaching. I run group and private coaching programs on creating healthy boundaries. And if that sounds like something that would interest you, head on over to barbchat.net where you can get on my calendar for a free 30-minute better boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. My goal with all of my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening. 